This is Bulbacast Season 5, Episode 6, Addicted to Rainbows, for Saturday, October 29th. We talk about the fabulosity of rainbows and their importance to the filler episode this week. We do the video game news bulletin, and we talk about Satoru Iwata's announcements and their implications for future games. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bulbacast. I'm your host today, Herstat, and today with us we have Luna. Hello. We also have Gengari Banana. Hi, guys. And we also have Yoshi-san. Hi. Uh, we actually had an anime episode this week, so uh, with our anime uh, summary, I'm going to hand over to Luna. Oh God, kids! It's dancing time. The episode, <laughs> <laughs> the episode starts out with Ash hyped up for his next gym battle. Though whether or not they're in Drifel, I can't say. I'm leaning towards not, but they are over the bridge. This is where Ash and the other spot, Tobio, a Maractus trainer practicing a routine called Over the Rainbow, using the move round to create said, to create said rainbow with his three Maractus. And as everyone can guess, the routine is not working out so well or else we wouldn't have an episode. Tobio's littlest Maractus is getting his jump wrong, which is sending all, the three, like, all three of them crashing down to the ground. Our gang run over to help, or at least see if they're all right. Introductions are done, and Tobio names off his Maractus, the two bigger ones, Makun and Rakun, and the littlest one, Kachin. For the record, Silent continues to be a connoisseur of all things entertainment, and, well, you gotta see him. Flamboyant just doesn't cover it anymore. Iris might be beginning to catch on to his game, too. At this point, I'm not sure what they're going to be entering. A, co- a competitive musical talent show akin to a contest, or a contest that usually attracts musical participants. But it's a performance thing, and Tobio wants to participate. And he's failing, or Kachin's failing. Whoever you feel like blaming is likely the problem. But the gang want to get, down on, get in on this. Oshawott, who got face-first involved with the musical two episodes ago in Nimbasa, pops out on his own and starts doing taiko on a scal chop. For those of you playing the home game and don't know what taiko is, wiki it. Which impresses Tobio. Silent sends out Pansage, and Iris has Kibigo already out. Both P- Kibigo and Pansage are handed tambourines, though while Pansage uses the tambourine in the ordinary way, in the ordinary way, Kibigo uses his as a drum like in Taiko, which makes Iris start dancing, the prancing kind, but then Ash decides he needs to dance and does a Japanese dance I've seen and never really got the name of. I'm pretty sure it's that scoop dance thing. But Silent, he and Pansage decide they aren't ethnic enough and start doing trap hack, the stereotypical Russian but really Ukrainian dance thing. Moving on! Eventually, Pansage, Oshawa, Pikachu, and uh, Kibigo, they all have instruments, and they are forced to try and do some harmony going on. Harmony? <laughs> no. Kibigo is wildly flailing and lets his maraca slip and hits Oshawa on the head. Oshawa thinks Pansage did it. Pikachu intervenes before a fight starts out. Kibigo lets the other Maraca slip, means both Pikachu and Pansage, who both think the other did it. Ready, fight! But then we get into the root of the problem by focusing on the Maractus and their routine. For some reason, Kachin just can't stick its landing when jumping into the air. Uh, Iris has a brilliant idea, though. Let's use Emolga and her awesome acrobatic skills. Kachin messes up, hits Tobio in the face. Emolga ain't going to take that. Kachin tries again and nails the landing on Tobio's head. Yay! But their minute-long practice of effort doesn't really pay off because Kachin still can't stick its landing on Makun and Rakun's arms even when they're standing on the ground instead of flying through the air. But then cue Ash who suggests having a Pokemon battle because battles solve everything! 
Silent encourages this and gives reason for the Cafe Mocha shippers to believe uh, Silent will do whatever Ash wants. Except Holy Arceus, it's a triple battle! Makun, Rakun, Kachun versus Snivy, Pikachu, Tepig. Who will win? Remember, folks, the Maroctus trio had no round. Somebody screwed. But then Maroctus incorporate their routine into the battle, and Kachin make the land, and Kachin makes the landing. And finally, we find out the problem, or else the problem that Kachin's just getting down to now. It hates heights. Toby alternates between Maroctus, you know, berating Maroctus and saying something not berating. I have no idea. Translation, please. But Kachin ain't happy. And now we have, now we're at the stage show, the competition thingy. Tobio starts getting into his past where the musical apparently inspired him when he was younger, especially when a rainbow had appeared over the performance in his hometown. His hometown happens to be an old dusty western town, by the way, so you don't really want to live there in the first place. After leaving home, he comes across three Maroctus dancing and playing in the desert with another rainbow in the sky. Ho's got to be somewhere close. But with Tobio inspired by the rainbow again, he gains the friendship of the Maroctus. Back to the present. We're, back to, we're also now just back to practicing the jump. Kachin's still afraid of heists. It's disaster like usual. Tobio's frustrated and yells at Kachin, but Kachin runs away. And let's see. As they're looking for Kachin, they hear an announcement from the stadium. And I'm going to interpret this following moment as Tobio deciding that Kachin is more important than performing because they keep looking for Kachin. And right at this, right at this moment, there is the best scene in the whole episode. They have a flying buffalo, folks. The good news is we find Kachin. Kachin is not happy to be found, and some runs away some more. But guess who we run into? It's our old friend Scolipede, which can only mean trouble. And trouble begins when Tobio gets between Kachin and Scolipede. Tobio tells Kachin to run when Scolipede begins to charge, but Kachin ain't gonna have none of that. It headbutts Scolipede in the face and then hangs on for dear life. Or at least it's trying to wrestle him away like so Tobio can get away or something. Uh, Pikachu throws off an electrical ball and doesn't hit Scolipede at all, but never mind that. Kachin jumps off Scolipede just before the attack quote-unquote hit and jumps so far, Makun and Rakun caught Kachin. And they were surrounded in a golden aura of accomplishment in midair because Kachin suddenly did not screw up. Hit the run command, flee from Wild Scolipede. Tobio praises Kachin, and they get all excited for his over-the-rainbow thing, but then realizes, yes, he should think more about Kachin. And they agree to work together, or something. Iris and Silent are at the stadium waiting for the others to return, and Iris takes it upon herself to stall for time, using her dance routine from earlier with Kibigo banging on the tambourine, which is just enough because Tobio and Ash return as they finish, which when we finally get to see the whole routine, which would put any appeals around from DP in advance to shame, especially when they didn't involve an ice-type move. And yay, Tobio and the Maractus win! It's another sunset ending with another rainbow. I'm sensing a theme. But that's the end. Luna likes yes. you. What? I, I can tell that Luna really liked this episode. Uh, <laughs> probably because it was it was it had some interesting moments like the flying buffalo, um, which is random to say the least. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was I mean it was it was a it was a filler episode and you can't I can't you can't really deny that. I mean I I enjoyed the episode. I don't no Japanese, but just watching it and looking at the interactions, uh, you know, I can't wait for it to be dubbed. Uh, what did you guys think of this episode? I 
it had really good moments, like the dancing with Iris, Hibigo, and Ash, and Dent, and some of the interactions were really cute. I like when Nimogo is teaching Kat-chan to jump and stuff. But the thing that really what um stood out for me was when when that some random lady started singing the best wishes opening badly and I was like, okay, no, no. Only Ash can sing best wishes. Only him. Yeah, it was an interesting episode to say the least. <laughs> uh the mm. flying buffalo that was nuts. <laughs> um, what did you? What I mean? What did you think? What did you guys think of the character of the day? I, I mean, I thought he was uh, dynamic and like his thing was he was always like really nice, and enthusiastic. But then you know he kind of broke there, not broke, but he snapped it at Kachin. Uh And I, don't, I think I think usually the characters of the day don't really have. At least from what I've seen, from just watching Black and White or Best Wishes, rather, they usually don't have that that like level of complexity to their character. Mm. Like I don't know, I wasn't really impressed with the character today of the day this time. Like I was, I wouldn't say annoyed, but it's, he, he didn't left. But he didn't leave an imp- impression for me. About Tobio, I think he was like a really excellent character of the day, as I was talking about before. Uh, before Aluna had restarted her uh, summary, um, I don't know. I felt like he had like more like complexity than most characters of the day did. What, what do you guys think? He certainly had his flaws. Yeah, he seemed to be a little bit self-centered with the whole like I'm going to make my dream come true kind of thing. Because he seemed to take cues from the rainbows that were in the sky, like, <laughs> well, when he was view- when he was using viewing the, like the musical in his town, there was a rainbow, and then there was another rainbow when he saw the three maracas playing in the desert, and then there was an you know, and you know, the round makes a rainbow. So I think it was just all about I I need the rainbow. And Addicted to rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 would be a good. That would be a good characterization, mm-hmm. but I think he wanted his dream to come. Obviously, he wanted his. He wanted. It, he seemed to take his dream more seriously than um, the uh, uh, the welfare of his pogies until he realized, um, you know, they're worth more than you know one silly little dream. Yeah, most. I think most characters today are kind of flat characters. They have one defining trait that sets that that sets their personality for the episode. So I thought having him, you know, flip out at Kachi, I think I think that was the small Marakachi's name. Um Kachin, sorry. Um, you know, having him get angry and then have to deal work through his own flaws and the flaws of the the Pokemon around him was a really nice touch. Uh I mean, but like this episode it was really just a filler episode. It was a great filler episode, as filler episodes go, but as such, it was filler. I mean, nothing to say more than that about that episode, I don't think. Um, which brings us to uh, the video game news bulletin of the week. Um, and so first, uh, we have 
the uh, global link announcement for Japan. Um, first, three different announcements, all for Japan, which is a lot. Uh, the first is the promotion for Blissey. Um, the one-time use passwords uh, are will be given by the Japanese Pokemon Center stores, and you can get that starting next month all the way through December 25th. Um, you can also use go to the global link and get an Altaria in Japan with uh, with its hidden ability Cloud Nine. Um, and you can get it in the windswept sky area starting on November 18th as well. Um, you will also have there's also one more promotion. Uh, there's a poll available in Japan November 12th through December 2nd, uh, and you can vote among all the version mascots and the the one the last time that happened uh the they had a poll the winner of the poll was released on dream world so uh maybe a version mascot will be released on dream world if you vote on that uh, and then the other tidbit of news we have is that satoru iwata talked about he talked about the uh the ha- the halfway year um financial briefing and so they go through you know Nintendo lost this much money. There were seven million, almost six and a half million, 3DS uh, units moved off the shelves. Um, all the different things that are working, but there are two pieces of information that are really interesting and that I want to talk about. The first is that the Wii U is planned to be launched in the next fiscal year, um, and so I'm wondering what you guys think the Wii U's impact on the Pokemon games, whether there'll be another Battle Revolution type game. What, what do you what do you think the Wii U is going to do with Pokemon? Well, it's just going to kind of be like an improvement on the current race, so maybe some more like Poke Park games like we've had. But those aren't really what the big draws to the Wii U. I mean, to the Wii rather, because if I think the games that Poke Park was released, but I remember Battle Revolution was the big one. Uh, will they really? Do you guys think there will be another release for the Wii U that will involve battle revolu- a battle revolution type game, or will it maybe be or something along the lines of Colosseum or XD? I think something that's a little bit more physical movement type, like um, uh, might actually be more to the Wii U system, only because we really haven't had anything like that. And I'd, you know, take this point out that some good example of how maybe the motion sensor thing could actually work would be incorporating maybe, um, uh, like another game like Pokemon Snap, except a little bit more, you know, movement oriented and stuff like that. Something that actually gets you up and, um, you know, physically into the game instead of just pushing buttons and maybe moving just a tiny bit, but you know, more, more something that's definitely more physical capability, you know, wise. And they, and they do have an emphasis on, at least, well, they had an emphasis on, on movement with the, the Pokey Walker. That was a huge incentive, at least for Silver and Heart Gold, to get people up and about and not just sitting there with their consoles. And so, uh, yeah, Pokemon Snap game would be interesting because it's been how many years? 15? No, not that many. been... Ten years almost since Pokemon Snap. They could definitely do worse. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> I mean, Battle Revolution was not the best thing that they've released. Um, if if it if for Battle Revolution type games, I think I think they should go along with something like Colosseum or XD, something with actually a 
plot line. It's it's that's something that's actually really interesting and not just uh, not just go and battle in better graphics. They should involve the uh, like movement more, like instead of uh, in battle revolution, it was just like standard stock battles a bit. But if mm-hmm. they do something like Colosseum, the to use the Wii U or the remote more, they should like make it more like so you can move and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe you know if you're in a battle, you actually have to throw a Pokeball to send out a Pokemon, which would be yeah something like that, which would be kind of cool, you know. Um, for things like we're walking around, and uh, you know walking within an area or walking within a different with walking within the area itself it's that would be difficult to do due to the because it's a it's a world and you you have you can't walk like if you want to walk a long way in game you would have you'd walk out of the range of the Wii U and then that wouldn't work um but yeah I definitely yeah. think something with a plot line such as Coliseum or XD would be preferable to uh preferable to a battle battle revolution game um and i mean obviously they're going to integrate it with the 3ds and the ds yeah i agree i really enjoyed the coliseum and uh the the xd gala darkness games and i was disappointed that um um there was none for the wii but maybe in the Wii U we get a new type of game like that. Though without the Shadow Pokemon plot, because I'm not really a fan of that. Yeah, that's. That, I don't think that's going to come back. Uh, but I, I, I mean, something with a with a. They, they, I mean, they've established they're not afraid to do um, games with little darker overtones. I mean, look at Black and White. Look at XD. I could see them doing some sort of kind of little something a little more dystopian than than usual um but of course i mean obviously the good guys would have to win in the end because it's pokemon i mean of course <laughs> well if but, they include if they included gene sect into that that would probably be a little that would probably make it just a little bit more awesome mm-hmm. yes or mewtwo but except he's old yeah but mewtwo is been like the villain for Two t- like okay, yeah, a villain once and Mewtwo. a yeah. Well, it's Mewtwo and yeah, but you know, I think he's <laughs> had his time in the spotlight. We don't need to put mm-hmm. him there anymore. Mewtwo's mm-hmm. been in the spotlight spotlight since I was wee one when I you know when you were still in diapers. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Aw, but I don't know, like. Maybe I don't. It's Genesect will be Genesect will be interesting. Well, since Genesect is sort of like the Mewtwo of the game, since he was, you know, um, artificial. Yeah. Well, not artificially made, but he was genetically um, engineered. No, I don't think it's that. He might have been just genetically modified, not so much mm-hmm. you know created, just kind of you know modified to be made better. Because I'm pretty sure he said like. Um, Genesect used to exist like a thousand, like millions and millions of years ago, but I think that's what the deck says anyway. But then apparently, this as the storyline goes, um, uh, Plasma resurrected him or 
it and whatever. And I think they they they're the ones that added the gun. I think, and that's mm-hmm. when you get the cassettes from the um, P two lab. Mm-hmm. So him, so, being, yeah, him being in a darker plot plot line. That would be that would be really awesome if it was in, if 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 he was in a Wii U game. I would really want to buy it, even though I don't have a console. Um, <laughs> it <laughs> certainly add an element to the games that we haven't really seen. A bit of a darker plot line. Well, if it was a free-range fight game, that'd be nice. <laughs> I highly doubt that will happen. I I know, I know. We can't. It can't always be Smash Brothers, but um, <laughs> but uh, no, just ha- like just having some sort of like you you're in control of the Pokemon. You only have like access to four attacks, but at the same time, you know, running around like some sort of circular field type thing, and just you know trying to attack that way in some sort of uh, anime slash very game thing would kind of bring both elements that you see that like you know the free activity of the you know the anime versus the uh way you make like you know um you know the regular game hack and slash kind of move set thing mm-hmm. that a oh. lot of games go for well you brought pokemon up Rum- go ahead yeah pokemon rumble i thought it was going to be something like that but it's sort of like that but it's not in my opinion not that good my opinion. Well, mm-hmm. things are there's always room for improvement with every game because they seem to do it with every generation that's released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what were you saying, David? Oh, um, Luna brought up an interesting point in that uh, they will they actually have released that they're going to release a Super Smash Brothers game for uh, the Wii U, and Super Smash Brothers always has a Pokemon element in it. So what what, what do you guys think will be Included in a potential Super Smash Brothers game that involves Pokemon, will they have bring the Pokemon trainer back? Which Pokemon will they pick to come out of the Pokeball? Hmm. Did they like have Mewtwo in any of the other Smash games? Yeah, um, the second Super one. Smash Bros. Right. Melee. And they had Lucario in the third one. Yeah. They'll yeah. probably dump Lucario for a new gen, probably Zoroark. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. If those Pokemon trainers there might replace him, or not really, they might redo him for like the issue starters. Maybe, yeah. well, probably, maybe not. But you know, you know, what would be nice if instead of the uh, Poke trainer being male, that it was the female. That would be really That'd cool. Be cool. Yeah. yeah. Be like, add a little bit more, add a little bit more gender differentiation in there, please. I'd like to at least in? like you know play as a girl, maybe instead of well. There's a lot of girls in Smash Brothers. Yeah, well, I don't play Smash Brothers anyway. <laughs> it would be interesting if they did replace Lucario with uh, Zoroark. If like how they would incorporate Zoroark's ability to hide into the background and kind of blend in and look like other things, or even um, just like other players, and mm-hmm. be, maybe be able. No, wait. Well, they wouldn't be able to copy the attacks, but. Maybe they'd pro- they probably would use the illusion thing for some sort of you know benefit and advantage, and then it would be, um, you know, probably be like you know broken, and everyone would use it, and uh, it's gonna be high tier, and then people's gonna complain. I always complain. This doesn't matter. Like metanite. Metanite. Anyway, um. I remember that in pre- previous games, they 
planned to put Pokemon, like in Melee, they was planned to put um, Plusle and Minum to be similar to the Ice Climbers, but they dropped that. And um, and then in um, Brawl, they planned to put Mewtwo back in, but they replaced him with Lucario at last minute, if I recall um, correctly. Also, what I do wonder is what kind of Pokemon they're going to use for the Pokeball item in the new Super Smash Brothers. Because I love that item whenever I played the game, and I love how diff- how many Pokemon they added in Brawl and all the different types of moves and yeah, it's I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, I expect they'll they'll use the same archetypes for their Pokeball. So Basculin will probably be used as the sort of fish type. They like Goldine in the original game, right? Um, they'll probably use the three starters again. Um, will come out of the Pokeball. Um, I'd expect there to be some sort of bug thing, maybe. Um, but then maybe maybe uh, one of the legendaries would make an appearance, like one of those rare things. So, uh, and I'm sure that they'll include some of the original Pokemon, like like Pikachu. Well, Pikachu's gonna be a playable character, but um, so, you know. Uh, maybe they'll include one of the original starters. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the first announcement that uh, Satoru Iwata made. The second one, well, this is an announcement, but there's a rumor going around that a new Pokemon game is said to have been listed for release in Japan this spring. Uh, no further details were revealed as the game itself was not actually announced. What could this be? It's not gray. Well, it's not going to be gray. Yeah, well, just getting it out there because everyone's going to be saying, oh my god, it's gray, and, but everyone knows that main-gen games are always released in the fall. So it's definitely not. It's um, hopefully another Mystery Dungeon game because I love that series to death. It could be a Ranger game as well. I hope not. <laughs> no, I didn't like, like them. What if it's what if it's like Pokemon Pinball Black and White? <laughs> oh, great! And then, and then, and then, Dash. And then they would have trolled the entire fandom. <laughs> but you know what would be good if they made a trading card game game like they did for the the Game Boy Color, which they really need to start doing again. I really love those games, trading card game. It was, that's how I learned how to play the trading card game. Because with the cartridge version, it was fun, and it, now with the DS or 3DS, they'll they'll be more convenient. You can battle someone with the cards with the other games. It's it's a, a good idea. Maybe it's a trading card game, but I don't know. I really doubt it. But Mystery Dungeon or Ranger would be a good guess, though. I hope I'm leaning more, hopefully for. Mystery Dungeon because those those games actually had plot and no actually darker storylines than the main games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I actually personally haven't played Mystery Dungeon and I always wanted to because it's sort of the I don't know it's it's different 
Um, and I can see I can see them releasing a Mystery Dungeon game because they haven't released any since I think Time Darkness and well they released and um they released um WiiWare versions um in Japan only I believe and oh it's I of course I haven't played it but I don't know about them but if they re- I really hope it's a mystery dungeon game and I hope everyone will play it because don't get trust me don't get intimidated by the roguelike gameplay it's really good story's really good you'll get into it it's challenging also I suggest y'all yeah, play it it's re- a really good game fun game to play well, if it's if, if it's if it's going to be any if it's going to be any of the console like the, you know the handheld games, you better hope it's not for the 3DS because most of us don't have one. Of the, well, I'm going to say most, but a lot of us don't have those yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I don't. I think I think the fandom would be happy with a sort of with a with a mystery dungeon or ranger type game because those seem to be relatively good side games. Um, what are the, what, so, what do you guys think the chances it'll be released for the 3DS, or do you think it'll be released for the Wii? What sort of game do you think it'll be? If it's if it's going to be Mystery Dungeon or Ranger, it's probably going to be the 3DS or the DS. But I'm pushing the DS. But 3DS more likely. Well, they're probably um, going to want to port over to the 3DS, like you know, starting now. But obviously. They, I don't think they might switch over just yet, only because I think they may want to wait till the next gen to actually do it. Yeah. No, I mean that's 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 my best guess, only because if you start, you know, cross, um, having to cross your, com, uh, your handhelds, it might seem problematic for the people who, well, I, I mean, like theoretical third game would be on the regular DS, but then why would your side games be upgraded? You know. Well, they did that with uh, the first Mystery Dungeon games. They had they had them. They dual released them for the DS and the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, it was true, but I don't know if it actually worked or not because they didn't do that for the other games. And I don't know if they're gonna they would pull this now. Well, if it, if, it, if it lost them revenue, they probably wouldn't. But if it if it like you know helped their stocks, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like the Rumble Blast games, they might be pushing to change it to the 3DS of it. Mm. Yeah, I believe so. I think it would be for the 3DS if they had a game for the, well, a game like if that, the, Mystery Dungeon or Rangers. Well, if they had, if they make a Mystery Dungeon game for the 3DS, I'm more there's some, not a reason why I would buy a 3DS right now. Not eventually. Yet, so. <laughs> eventually. Right, right now, I'll just stick with my DSi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at this point, the 3DS really hasn't had... T- they've had some games that people would go out and buy the console for, but they haven't really had too many. And Pokemon is a huge, huge draw for Nintendo. So I think I think that and Mario could get the 3DS sales way up. Um, if only they and- fix the battery life. Or, yeah, that's that's another issue they have. Um, so, I, I mean, my bet is it's not going to be a, a Wii game. It's not going to be a TV console game. I think this is be a game for, for a handheld. Mm. Um, and it has been four, five years since 
the last. Oh, wait, no, it's been three years. Yes, oh. three years since the last uh, Mystery Dungeon games came out. Yeah, Explorer of the Sky. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, so that's that's what my bet is. Do you guys? What do you guys think? Of, what is? What are you guys gonna put your bets on? I'm gonna put mine on the dungeon game only because um, uh, what was the last ranger game that came out? Omina. Uh, Guardian Sons. Oh uh, yeah, that one. Ju- that one just seems like it just came out. Probably what last year, two years ago. I don't remember. But um, yeah, I think because that one came last, they might go. They might alternate the dungeon again. Yeah, I hope it's a dungeon. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always preferred them to the ranger games. I never really got into them. Trust me, it's really, really good. I'm sorry I'm being biased or something, but <laughs> mystery dungeon games are really good. Like, the storyline is really engaging. It's the gameplay, it's similar to Pokemon, but it's roguelike, and it's it's so much to it's so much to do and it's so fun. Never mind you're not some silly little human walking around. <laughs> <laughs> and you are Pokemon based on a, a personality test with questions that alternate and random, so you don't you can't guess which one is which. And mm-hmm. it's not it's oh my, it's I I can just go on and on about this game. I really love this series. But would there be like a chance that because it's it'd be a new game and it'd be like in the same genre as like black and white, there could be like it might be just like only issue Pokemon? Um oh, that's a very real chance I would say. Hmm. I don't know, because um the previous games they all the starters were available plus some Pokemon. Like in the sky you can get the Kanto, Johto Poem and Sinnoh uh, starters. Yeah, but if you think about it, those, I mean, um, uh, there was no. Uh, Kanto through Sinnoh all seemed to have, like, pogies that were shared through each other. Ho- uh, Unova is absolutely isolated from everything else, you know, supposedly until, you, you know, post game. But, the, but you know, I mean, since they consider Unova to be, like, isolated, they might do, like, you know, decide, oh, yeah, Nova pogies only. Well, they might. They'll probably have Pikachu in there, but Unova plus Pikachu is. Mm. Yeah. Pikachu's in everything. Might as well. Yep. Yep. Just chuck him in there. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think we've come. I think I think we've come to agreement that it's pretty much. It's probably going to be a mystery dungeon game. We hope. We hope. We hope. They might. It might be. I don't know. Pokemon Troizai Troizai Part Two. Um, <laughs> Pokemon the Joel. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but otherwise, I think that wraps it up for this week's Bubblecast. A quick couple things. I'm going to post the two questions of the week um, later today, which is Saturday. And they are, the anime question is, when will the Plasma, Plasma episode air and where will it take place? And the video game question is, how will they reconcile the divergence in uh, the black and white versions in a potential third version? Um, so go check that out. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Parmalee for recording and for PPNC for editing. Uh, And I think that wraps it up. Have a good night, everyone. Yay! 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 Yay!